Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better organist. We're your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Usham Motuzaita Pinkavichina. We have over 25 years of experience of playing the organ. And we've been teaching thousands of organists online from 89 countries since 2011. So now let's jump in and get started with the podcast for today. We hope you'll enjoy it. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 651 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Doug. And um, he answered uh, my question, uh, what is your goal in organ playing? And what are some challenges that he faces uh, when he tries to reach this goal. So the goal is to become a church organist and um, um, basically advanced in hymn playing. And the challenges are uh, three. One, pedal techniques. Two, taking a hymnal with one line and converting it to swell, great and pedals on the fly. And three, Grand Org or Hauptwerk conversion for some organ to practice on. Um, it's interesting, right? Shall we talk about the goal or about challenges first? Well, it's up to you. All right, let's talk a little bit about um, the goal. To become a church organist and uh, excel in him playing, obviously... It's a good goal if if people wants to uh, apply their skills in a church setting. Sure, and it's, it's actually a very common goal. Uh, and obviously, hymn playing would be the bulk of what you do in church. Sure, especially if you are, you know, like in the Protestant congregation. Yes, some other denominations require psalm playing, anthems, accompaniments. Uh, if you have a choir, then even you have to direct the choir, lead the choir, accompaniments like that are also sometimes important. And um, it wouldn't hurt to play some organ pieces, liturgical organ pieces for prelude and postlude, at least. Sure if not for communion or offertory. But I guess hymn playing can substitute those things too. But the congregation would thank you, I think, if you played a short piece at the beginning of the service and at the, at the end of the service as well. But definitely, you know, the leading congregational singing and hymn accompanying is probably the most important tool for church organs. Yes, once you can play hymns, you can advance a little bit further in real organ playing, solo organ playing too. Um, talking about pedal techniques, uh, I don't know what he means. What do you think he means with challenge in pedal techniques? Well, since you know, most of us come to organ bench after, you know, having some some piano background, usually the pedal is the most scary part of playing the organ. 
So maybe it's safe to say that he, in general, uh, struggles to play pedals, right? Yes. So what can we recommend? Probably uh, recommending uh, Pedal Virtuoso Master course could be a little bit too advanced for him In if you only want to, let's say, be a church organist, right? Maybe you don't need to pedal scales and arpeggios for that. But uh, we have uh, another smaller course, um, uh, pedal playing, I think, workshop, it's called, or mini course, or 10 days, I think, workshop, basically, where you play for 10 days basic pedal exercises and can afterwards, I think, play bass lines of any hymn without much difficulty. That might be very useful. Mm -hmm. So that's one recommendation. Another challenge he faces is that he wants to take a hymnal and this hymnal only has soprano liners, if I understand correctly. And then he needs to convert um, or harmonize it, right, in four parts. Swell, great, and pedals. Um, first of all, you don't need to play on two manuals hymns. Definitely not. It's You could do that with accompaniment sometimes, but really not always. Yes. Just one manual is fairly sufficient. Because most often you play on one manual, you do like soprano and alto voice with your right hand and then tenor voice with your left hand and bass line with the pedal. Exactly. So for this, obviously, we're talking about the skill in harmonization. Well, if you are obviously an advanced harmony teacher, what would you recommend? Well, I don't know, know how well he knows music theory mm -hmm. in general, but definitely, you know, that's a challenge. If you are uneducated, you know, in the music, haven't had any music theory lessons, then I wouldn't recommend for you to harmonize hymns for yourself, you know, because there are so many hymnals. Maybe you could use, you know, the harmonization for particular hymn from the other hymnal that has all the four parts written in. Well, exactly. Uh, let's say you need to, to play four or five hymns that week. Your pastor or priest, you know, selected hymns for you, and you need to, you know, figure out the accompaniment. If you are proficient in harmonization, you could supply alto, tenor, and the bass parts yourself. But if not, you could look up that kind of the same hymn setting, let's say online. Just Google Cyber Hymnal, I think, is one of those sources. You could, you could um, find a lot of useful hymns and different harmonizations too. So you just print it out and, and play what's written over there. Sure, because, um, well, if you look at any given hymnal, you could find um, hymns written in composed in various styles. 
And, you know, being able to harmonize them yourselves, you really need to understand the difference between the styles. Because, you know, if it's four-part hymn, let's say, from, from 17th century Germany, it would be harmonized in one style, but if, you know, it, the melody is based on Gregorian chant, then, you know, completely different uh, rules of harmonizations would apply. So basically it's always a challenge and if let's say the melody of a hymn is composed at the end of 19th century then definitely your the harmonization will have more advanced and more chromatic. So it's a challenge really even for professionals. And uh, we can't forget contemporary melodies, right? Uh, which uh, work well with let's say, jazz-style chords or pop-oriented music chords, that's also a different style, right? So I guess, you know, the best suggestions would be, you know, really try to to obtain those hymns, you know, that would be harmonized for you already and you wouldn't have to worry about it because learning to harmonize them yourself, it's, it's, it's a long process. Yes, but if you really want to learn to harmonize, don't jump in um, to our, I think, organist, uh, harmony for organist uh, level one course straight away if you don't know basic chords yet. If you don't know three, four note chords uh, and their inversions and how they are resolved, into tonic chords and um, the rules for resolution then you need to take basic chord workshop first where I teach uh, those chords in one hand setting basically all those chords could be played with just one hand not two hands like in, in four part setting uh, in closed position basically so that's the prelim prelim preliminary skill you need to uh, master foundations of those scores and then uh, you can move on to harmony level one yes it's very you know it's a long process but you know it's worth trying because you would get really useful skill for your future and the last thing he struggles is to to find a grand org or Hauptwerk conversion for home organ to practice on. Obviously, it's very nice to have virtual organ, either grand org or Hauptwerk for home use, because you can listen and hear uh, the sounds of real instruments produced virtually. Each pipe has been recorded, not generated uh, synthetically like a synthesizer, uh, but uh, organ samples that producer went to the church, uh, recorded each and every pipe in several different ways, short, medium length, a long length of each pipe, and then created uh, a, a sample set, which obviously encompasses the acoustics of the church as well 
if it has reverberation, you would get the same feeling as being in the church while playing that sample set. So that's what Hauptwerk or Grand Org uses today. Except um, Grand Org is, is no longer developed. You know, the, the basic version of Grand Org was uh, developed first. It was like a, like the, the first version of Hauptwerk, I think, which was made open source free of charge right now and then uh, it stopped being developed because it's free you know there is no incentive for developers work on 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 a software if you don't get get any um, reimbursement well but you know if you don't want to play like repertoire you know perform recitals at home uh, only you know to learn hymns then i think it's quite sufficient yeah, at least for starters. You don't know what you will need five five years from now, all right? So maybe if you start with uh, free software like uh, Grand Org, it doesn't hurt right now. Uh, so you could look up uh, at our tools, what we use for Hauptwerk setup. On, the, on our website, we have organduo.lt slash tools, and you will see how we have set up Hauptwerk at our home. Maybe you will get some ideas for yourself. Yes, why not? Thank you, guys. This was with us. And Osha. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This podcast is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online. It has hundreds of courses, coaching, and practice materials for every area of organ playing, thousands of instructional videos and PDFs. You will not find more value anywhere else online. Total Organist helps you to master any piece, perfect your technique, develop your sight reading skills, and improvise or compose your own music and much, much more. Sign up and begin your training today at organduo.lt and click on Total Organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. If you like our organ music, you can also support us on Patreon and get free CDs. Find out more at patreon.com/secretsoforganplaying.